Hello, welcome to Perry on Privacy. I'm back. We had a bit of a network technical pickle at the XYZ with logins, so my phone didn't stop ringing for about two days there as we worked to resolve the problem. And uh, it didn't affect delivery or service in any way. It was just a matter of logging into our app that was causing problems. So people had access on mobile devices, on their desktop devices, email clients, but our webmail app is used by over 20,000 people now. And when there's a problem with logins, I definitely know about it. Um, so yes, it was great talking to people from all of the 50 states in the United States. Hearing all those different accents is really cool, uh, but it's not cool saying the same thing over and over again to check the network status page, but it's great being able to talk to my customers uh, like that. And um, that's, the, that's one of the good things to, to look about uh, having, having network trouble like this is that I do get to talk to everybody and I try to keep everybody informed and uh, that's basically it. We get through it. So it's a new week. And it's a new podcast episode. Well, today I thought I would share something about Facebook because in the last week I've helped many people uh, remove Facebook from their life. And um, I've done episodes on this before. And I was also reading something in The Guardian this morning saying how Facebook has lost its call. And yes, Facebook has lost its call. It's failed to innovate. Uh, it caters to shareholders more than anything and making a profit, uh, treating people like cattle, invading security, invading their privacy. And um, it's, it is pretty much a virus, you know, by using it, you're, it's a, you're willingly infecting your device, causing your device harm, causing your privacy harm. And uh, I sort of explain how this goes about. So many people have been asking me, oh, my phone's really slow. It's really slow. I can't do anything on it. My battery doesn't last. And then my question to them is, well, do you have Facebook installed on the device? And they're like, yes. So I'm like, well, uninstall it. So they uninstall Facebook and immediately they tell me, oh my goodness, my device has improved so much. I no longer have a battery problem. I no longer have data problems. It's no longer slow. And uh, how, how did I get them to uninstall Facebook? Well, I, I basically t just mention a few sentences in the terms and conditions of using Facebook. And that really concerns people once they uh, realize what they've agreed to uh, by using Facebook and uh, especially Messenger. So I did a podcast a while back about using Messenger. And uh, when you install Messenger, you basically hand over your phone to Facebook, like all of your contacts, all of your emails, all of your text messages, your phone calls, they're all recorded and saved on Facebook servers. So it's a massive security risk. It's a massive privacy risk. And uh, it just there's more and more problems that are coming out with Facebook on a sort of weekly basis. So definitely a good idea to avoid using Facebook. Um, if you're like me and you still have some people on there every now and again, I do log into the website, check some messages, but my average response time on Facebook is weeks, if not months. And I might not even see the message because there's so much unfiltered spam on there that, uh, it's not like a platform like email, which is decentralized with advanced spam filtering where you can 
manage the spam. You can't do this with Facebook. So um, I really try to avoid using it. Also, if you do log on to Facebook, the page takes about 30 seconds to load. It's because of all these tracking scripts and what not, God knows what else is happening when you load a Facebook page. But uh, there's lots of unnecessary uh, invasive scripts running. So even though I do block most of these, it still is very slow. So I, I don't understand how people actually use Facebook because it's such a slow, intrusive network to use. Um, how, how do you put up with it? So I spoke to many people this week. They've removed it and they all thanked me because their devices have improved. Their lives have improved. It's more efficient. Their device it runs a lot better just by uninstalling it. So I read another article this week. Oh, it was this morning, actually, on The Guardian. And it was about how Facebook has lost its cool. And there's an age group of 18 to 24-year-olds that basically aren't signing up to Facebook anymore. And I've talked to a lot of kids that are sort of in their teenage years, maybe even younger, and they're not signing up to Facebook. They have no interest in Facebook. It's a very uncool platform. It's... um. It's just for old people, they say. And uh, Facebook's demographic, it is the largest uh, sector is the over 55s growing more than anything. So it, uh, the demographic does definitely uh, show that it is older people using it. And it's the 18 to 24 year olds that you want. So Snapchat has recently overtaken Facebook in this uh, growth uh, sector. There's over 5 million 18 to 24 year olds joining Snapchat whereas Facebook uh, is just below 5 million. So Snapchat no longer, uh, Facebook no longer in the number one poll position for new users, especially in the younger audiences. And um, yeah, I can see why. So what's what's next? You know, Snapchat, are people going to jump on Snapchat now? Well, I certainly don't jump on Snapchat, that's for sure. I really like some of the looks of these decentralized uh, platforms. And I think uh, in the future, we'll start to see a lot more of this. Uh, this is partly the reason why email has uh, withstood the test of time when it comes to all these trendy new apps that come and go, uh, methods of communication. Some of them are great, but really, it's not going to change things. And um, like Facebook Messenger, there's no way I'm going to use that. You know, it's just not possible. Uh, it's so many risks attached to it. It's just not worth the hassle. Whereas email, something decentralized, it's great because you can move from different provider to different provider. You can control your own security. There's so much more you can do with email and decentralized platforms. So starting to see decentralized social networks coming out now. And uh, I think this is great because this is this marks a shift in in technology. It's it's a cycle. So when we started, we, we, we started with decentralized computers. These were our personal computers that came uh, in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, these IBM mainframe things that were sitting in our living rooms, taking up a lot of space. Well, they weren't connected to the internet. So therefore, they were decentralized. We owned all the hardware. We controlled all the hardware. There's no antivirus needed because... The only way you're going to get a virus is if you put someone's floppy disk in there or some sort of drive and it spreads a virus. So antivirus really wasn't a thing back then. We had our own computers. We owned them all. 
everything all the components were our own we control all the components decentralized then as the 90s progressed we began to see the internet have more and more uh, relevance in our lives and then things became hosted on servers and we moved to a sort of web-based platform on things sharing things through the web allowing web applications to connect to our computer and before we know it we've given control to very few companies um lots of power so this is then a de a centralized network because few organizations have all the power have all the control and um this is not very good for an open free internet so moving to decentralized platforms i think is a massive step forward for for privacy for human rights for digital rights and so forth and there's lots of people doing some great work to promote um some some work in this field i'm seeing some really interesting projects uh some of them based around blockchain as well and decentralized platforms is really where i see things going so so look out for that more uh, especially we're going to see it in social networks we're going to see it in all different uh aspects of our lives things move to a decentralized platform where nobody really owns them it's an open source community that manages things and there's no ads there's no tracking scripts there's there's a, there's a lot more freedom to be gained from something like this and it's really interesting so i invite you to check out and uh, be aware of this uh this this word decentralized and uh see some of the projects that are coming out well that's it for today guys thanks for listening bye for now